welcome to the County Business Talks podcast, powered by Picturebook Films. Here, we're going to be talking to entrepreneurs and business owners from across Sussex, delving into the mindsets of what makes them really tick. Okay, so welcome to another episode of the County Business Talks podcast. Um, my guest this week has worked in accountancy industry for over 30 years, working with a diverse mix of clients, both corporate and individuals. She started at Hartley Fowler as a trainee accountant in 1982, working her way up through the ranks to managing partner in June 2005 until December 2020. In January 2021, in changes in both her personal life and work life, she started her own firm, Warren House Accountants, a practice based in Mid-Sussex, trying to do things differently. Mainly now working with owner-managed businesses from a variety of industry sectors, helping them achieve their business and personal goals. Many people, myself included, have described my next guest as extremely brave and inspirational for many reasons. Today, she's happy to share her story with me. I welcome... Paige Collins. Sam, thank you very much indeed, and it's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for inviting me. Oh, I'm li- absolutely delighted to have you on, Paige, I really am, and um, yeah, thank you for your time, and look, as always, look, we're going to delve straight in. Um, look, you've, tell me a little bit, look, you've been, you've been in accountancy for over 30 years, did you know from a young age that, you, that that's what you wanted to do? It's difficult to think I've been in accountancy over 30 years, <laughs> to be honest. Um, when I look back at my career, um, I went into accountancy, not because I wanted to be an accountant, not many people maybe do, I don't know, but I wanted to find out and I was curious about business. Um, As a family we had various business interests and I wanted to find out how businesses work and I thought the best thing to do, become an accountant, see lots of business in operation and use the best practices from there. Um, And I did my first company reorganisation for a family company before I was even qualified. Um, I liked the business and industry sector so much I stayed in it um, with a diversity of clients and the rest apparently is history. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That's, that's really, so you, you said obviously your sort of family had interested in, in business as well so um, I guess from a young age you'd sort of been around that and that obviously I guess in your head sort of like you said inspired you potentially. Yeah absolutely I mean um, I mean, my father was much older than my mother. Um, my father actually died 41 years ago, um, aged 77. Um, and I was only 17 at the time. Uh, but he was an inspiration um, to me. Um, I had an older half-brother who was also involved in the family businesses. And I was always just business curious. And it's just one of those sort of moments in time. I look back now and I go, have I enjoyed it? And actually, yes, I do. I enjoy what I do. I enjoy being business curious. I enjoy being people curious and engaging with people and helping them to be the best they can be for them, themselves and their families as well. That's amazing. I, lo- I love that, uh, even that phrase, business curious and, 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 and people curious. It's a, it's, a, it's a great phrase to use just because that's it, isn't it? Like, and I guess probably why you're such a great accountant, I'm assuming, in that sense that you are, because when you're coming it from a, I guess from an entrepreneurial way or from a business curious way that you're able to help your people, your clients? I don't see myself as an accountant, um, is one part of it. I actually refer to myself more often than not this day and age as a financial engineer. As a client said to me the other day, that's a bit dangerous, isn't it, be a financial engineer doing what you do? I said, you don't say the same thing about a structural engineer when you're having some property work done, do you? 
financial engineer is somebody that helps you support your business. As a structural engineer, make sure you have the right quantities of steel within your building to make sure it stands up wow. the test of time. I love that. I love that. That's a great way. Like you say, it's just a great way of looking at it. There's some, there's some gold bits that are gonna, he's coming out of here, Paige, already, which is, which is amazing. I love that. And you're well, absolutely it's, right. I mean, ultimately, it's, it's a modern take on what is a very traditional uh, profession. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I like to think of ourselves as financial engineers. We work with our clients in a sort of strategic approach to what they're doing. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it transcends the word accountancy. Yeah, yeah. Or accountant. Absolutely, because it is. I guess ju- just by changing that narrative, like a lot of times on the podcast, I talk about that, about changing the narrative around certain subjects, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. Or, um, uh, and I guess that's that's the key message, really, isn't it? It's changing the narrative yeah. around. I mean, you mentioned earlier about being brave and stuff like that. Um, some people have said I'm brave. I'd like to take the bravery into changing the dynamics of what is seen as a staid and rather boring profession yeah. um, and make it a more dynamic and more interesting profession that people want to work with, accountants. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. Okay. Um, I just want to move on. So, uh, obviously, we sort of spoke a little bit offline. I'd, I'd obviously like to talk um, and discuss your sort of personal journey relating to sort of gender identity. Um, two years ago, you made a decision to, to transition. Just can you, can you tell me a little bit about that and, and why then? There comes a point in life where you don't want to have any regrets or leave anything on the table. And I've led a very binary sort of existence over the years. Um, I've I've never been very academic, actually. Um, And therefore, um, sport was my thing. Um, And playing male sport, playing, being involved in a a male environment, um, you sort of end up not escaping how you want to be necessary. And you're reasonably good at it. And I think I was being reasonably good at it. Um, there isn't any point in the journey where you think you can sort of just jump off. Um, it's something that's always sort of been there, but then you get to a stage in life where you go, actually, do you know, now's my time, you know, and it was just the right time. Um, I look back now and I have, no, I haven't done any regrets and it's just part of my journey. I think that was my destiny. I had, I had no choice in the matter almost. It was just the way it was meant to be. That's my life's journey. Amazing. And do, do you, I mean, you sort of alluded to there that you, you know, you it's always been part of it. It was just a natural progression for you. Mm. You sort of always been there. Do, but can you can you pinpoint that when you sort of thought about that from a young age, or like you said, as in the back of your mind, it was always there from as long as you can remember. Or yeah, I think this day and age, of course, there's so much more out there yeah, to read about and to educate yourself about and things like that yeah. um, compared to the words. 30 years ago, um, when I think how old I am now, I go, how's that possible? Because in my own mind, I'm still only 27, so that's, that. but sadly, yeah. I'm a bit older than that. Um, and you look fabulous <laughs> at 27, of course. Thank you very much indeed. Um, so there's never, a, there's no point in time, and, and people have different journeys, and some people later in life, and I just think this was my destiny, and I, my life has been a, a journey of destiny sort of things happening, I think, and you just, that's just the way it is. Um, some people say I don't believe in destiny all that sort of thing um, personally speaking that's just my where I'm at on my journey in life and Amazing. it just felt a, the right time to do it and, and you know to be people talk about being authentically you I never was not authentically me I don't think but I just feel more happy and more engaged with everybody now than I have been uh, previously necessary yeah really? 
Wow, that's because I guess there is there's such an again uh, I guess a narrative around like you said I think it's so important to, but and it's really interesting that you say that that you know you've still been you and you're still you <laughs> that that authenticity you you're still an authentic person over the years as you yeah. have been like you yeah, say you can't change history you yeah. can just influence the future and I say that from a business perspective and I also say that from a personal perspective um, and I'm influencing the future and how how I am and how I'm, I'm going to be that's amazing yeah and like I say I think influencing the future but in inspiring people as well in, in I sort of mentioned it obviously in, in the you know in the introduction about the inspiration certainly uh, you know um we've again spoke a little bit offline about my personal journey well, like, uh, i've got twins and mm -hmm. you know we spoke a little bit about that and um my son luca is obviously you know in the questioning so i just find like for, for me personally i guess thank you for sharing your story and being such an inspiration because i think you will be and are for so many people and I think that's that's amazing well it's nice you say so I don't feel I'm inspirational um you don't set out I don't think anybody sets out with the view to being inspirational um what I hope to be is me and if people f feel that that helps them then I'm humbled by their experience and that they feel that that's okay and part of their journey it's amazing this and it, again it's it's lovely to like you do seem just very humble by the fact that you, like, you don't see yourself like that, and uh, but as I said, I mentioned not just myself, but other people that I speak to, people who said, "Oh, have you met Paige? You've got to meet Paige. She's such an inspiration." And 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 people speak about you in them terms, but yourself, like, you don't see it. Like you're very humbled about that, but um, which makes it even more inspiring, <laughs> I guess, and, and from from a, from an outside point yeah, of view. Yeah, I mean, I've had um, uh, anecdotally, I suppose, I've was um, at the train station last. Well, 20, uh, February 2020, just before the pandemic, and um, for very different reasons, the trains were delayed and stuff like that. And uh, this lady walked past me and smiled at me, and, the, and I smiled back, of course, because you yeah. do. Um, train was delayed. She came up and said, "I've just got to say," she said, "Thank you for being you." She said, "You look fabulous, and you're an inspiration." And I said, mm, "Sort of." I was a bit curious, of course, I'm people curious, <laughs> um, and I said, "Oh, thank you very much indeed." Sort of, you know, how how's that sort of thing? Um, and she now has a daughter that has gone through transition to become her daughter. And I think she was concerned that there wasn't life post-transition. And she just felt that just by being me on the platform in the station doing what I was doing was an inspiration to her. And if yeah. I've made a difference to one person's life, I'm humbled by that experience. Wow. Wow. And not just one person. I'm sure many people's lives that you, you, you inspire. And that's, that's, that's incredible. What a lovely thing, like I said, what a great, it's a great thing to hear, so thank you for sharing. I mean, I'm keen to see as well, like, how, how have you found generally the reaction from the business community? What, what's, what's the reaction been like? It's, I have to say it's been absolutely brilliant. I mean, one of the things about obviously making the transition is you know, being in the professional services industry, mm. being in a slightly old-fashioned industry, profession, sure. how you're always worried how people react. Um, everybody has been tremendously supportive. Um, and I've been again humbled by that experience that um, you know how people have just accepted me um, you know it's never easy Pe you know a lot of all of my clients and friends as well are all on the journey with me and they've not asked to be on that journey you know sure. I've got in the car I'm driving down the road and I said oh just top in with me I'm just on this journey and they're going well, where are we going and I said well I don't know but this is just me um, so that's tough for them sometimes and yeah. but everybody's been lovely and supportive and just brilliant and I just 
humbled by again that whole experience of how they are. Amazing. Let's go, and I think ultimately, I guess, from what, what I think I, I've certainly learned, I guess, over the last six years, obviously with with, with Luca, um, is. I guess ju- just if you're ultimately it's irrelevant or everything about how binary we are and what fluid and where, how we are where we are in our, in, in our gender fluidity whatever that lo- looks like if ultimately if we're ever a good person and a nice person people respond to that be kind be brave be bold it's just simple yeah. and effective and and yeah kindness is very important yeah. and um I try and treat people as I'd like to be treated myself, and I find that the more I treat people kindly, and I'm not an unkind person ever at all, people just pay that back to you in spades, and it's just it's fabulous. And uh, I've just been, as I say, humbled by the experience. It's yeah. oh, amazing. It's amazing. I, 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 I can imagine potentially, obviously, so, with that journey, uh, uh, you know, some difficulties as well and challenges along the way. I mean, can, can you talk about maybe uh, what's the hardest? part been of the transition would you say i mean obviously the the, the hardest part is making the, the final decision yeah, ultimately sure. you know you're going through all the angst um especially maybe later in life mm. um you know because of, you've got a lot to lose yeah um and that's a challenge you know um I was, I've, I've been married and have been married for 25 years um that's come sadly to an end but my ex-wife and i are good friends you can't be together with somebody for 25 years yeah, sure. and not be good friends. And I'm very thankful for her support um, through this. Um, so that's yeah, that's tough. That's different. Yeah. Um, you're not sure how your friends are going to react, how your relatives and family are going to react. Yeah. Um, but they've all been tremendously supportive and and kind yeah. um, and caring and empathetic and just fabulous. Um, and even a couple of clients have said to me, we're not surprised. <laughs> Really? Yes. Okay. That's, that's interesting as well. Is, is it? Is there been quite a few people that have said that, or, um, or? I would say there's probably been three of my clients that said, "Yeah, yeah we got your your sort of you know letter that I sent out to people to explain the circumstances, and, and, and I'm sure it was three said, we're not surprised.' Right. Okay. And, and what made them say that? I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, one of my good friends said, "You've always been somebody that's." stood out and, and why fit in when you're born to stand out and Brilliant. it's just one of those sort of phrases that lives with me that um i didn't feel that i was born to stand out but uh, and and here i am i suppose standing out you, you are and in such a great way like i say and that's a, another brilliant saying that it's, it's a great it's a great way to look at it isn't it yeah oh, yeah i i i love that and and and, and would the i mean like like you said times are, I guess are very different uh, you know like I guess like I say Luke has been bought, mm. born into a world where you know there's a lot more information out there um, he's very he's people curious I guess <laughs> and, he, and he, he's questioning everything mm. and, and, and I say like I say very gender fluid in the sense that one day he dress in a dress and the next day he dress in trousers and a, and a t-shirt and, and it's very fluid and that's how it is but I think you know uh, how I guess people look at like it must. I'm. I'm just looking back at if times were different. Like it was 30 years ago, as you sort of said. Like there's a different. Uh, the yeah, world's a different yeah. place. It's isn't a it? very different place, and I'm sure I probably wouldn't be sat here in the same way 30 years ago. Yeah, and I'm sure. very thankful that I'm. I can 
be here as being me yeah. um, in a di and presenting differently and being part of my journey yeah. um, and because of all sorts of things. But there's still struggles out there. Um, of course. You know, people's families aren't supportive um, of not just transition, but there are other families that might be not supportive of people's religious circumstances and, yeah. and other things like that as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we're all born with kindness, um, but prejudice is one of those things that people gravitate towards for safety. Yeah, yeah. And um, that, that doesn't change, unfortunately, with age. Actually, some people get more prejudice with age. Yeah, sure. And it's, uh, and I guess, a couple of bits. One, we, you know, we live in and around Brighton, which is an amazing place to, <laughs> to, to be and, and be able to be yourself completely. Um, I guess that's that, that, that's, a, that's a great thing. I, you know, I'm very thankful for you know, well, for Essex originally. So I'm thankful that we're here and and been able to, to you know, and Lucas around inspirational people like yourself and like I say like, like that that type of that and I guess it's again it's it's the narrative that th this is where our what I've learned so much I guess over the last six years is the narrative out there from what we're we're programmed to think and how we're 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 so society as a whole are conscious of putting people in boxes of where we should fit and how that should be um and yet wouldn't it be an amazing place if we were just completely ourselves all of the time we haven't got to put ourselves in these boxes and we can just be it's amazing i think as people get older um people get more curious more yeah. often than not because they can yeah. um and i think society is changing in so many ways yeah. um just around the rhetoric that that goes with whether it's gender um, equality, inequality, whatever it might be, all sorts of things within society. Um, you know, society has grown up over thousands of years yeah, yeah. and it's been very controlled in so many ways. But yeah. I think as people become more educated, um, you can express yourself in so many different ways and, yeah. you know, be a good human being. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the most fundamental thing about any of us can do is be a good human being, being kind to other people and be empathetic. 100% I, I can't I couldn't agree with you more I think that uh, the main thing to take away from this conversation that we're having at the moment is exactly that just just kindness has got to be the ultimate uh, ultimate goal isn't it from, yeah. from everyone and again I, I suppose I refer back to you and the support that you said you've had from the business community and family and friends and stuff ultimately because you're You've always been a kind person, so you're still a kind. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I think the other aspect too. I mean, I'm somebody that believes that positive things happen to positive people, yeah, yeah, and sure. um, some people maybe don't have that level of positivity about them. You know, some people are anxious and nervous yeah. and things like that, and if they're on a journey, that's much more difficult for them. Yeah. And it's just in my makeup, uh, my DNA, if you like, is I have a positivity, yeah. um, and that gets me through, you know, through the day. Yeah. Um, and if you give that positivity to other people, they, they enhance that positivity and feed back on that. And some people sort of accept that positivity. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm a strong believer in that. I, you know, I like to think of myself as a very positive person as well. I think you, you do sort of positivity, uh, you know, that, that rubs off on people. That you, you know, you're attracted to other positive people and negativity breeds as much as positivity and I think you, yeah. you try and I, I certainly myself and I'm sure you do the same but try and surround yourself with positive people like minded in that sort of sense that can you know that that, that 
that support and believe in 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 that sort of in positivity in that sense. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I mean, but we all need to support people who are less fortunate to be positive. Yeah, of course. Because that's the kindness that comes out in us yeah, to support absolutely. other people who need some of our positivity to help them through the day. Yeah. Um, absolutely and I guess I, I, I've certainly from sort of recording when I'm sort of recording the mental health um, episode with, when I've done it with Yohan exactly that I think that that type of because you know, it's just to appreciate that everyone not everyone's got that type of makeup no, they're not no. they're not whether they they just get up every day and that, that them negative thoughts come into their mind whatever that looks like we, no, none of us know what, what people are going through on their journey in life and to just be ultimately just be kind to to everyone and yeah. you know we can we can support people in that way but um cool i'm i'm keen like what what, what was there so we talked about obviously with oh, some of the difficulties with the transition but obviously then in in uh, january 2021 setting up your own practice um was that challenging in itself or uh, at the same time I mean, i've been advising businesses how to set up businesses themselves for yeah. 30-something years, apparently. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And um, I never thought it was going to be quite so difficult to set up your own business, which is interesting. So, uh, (laughs) you know, there's a whole load of things to go through. I talk about to people about sort of you must have a five-year business plan, you need a marketing plan as part of that. And um, I had none of those when I started. (laughs) So I've gone against (laughs) all my own advice, really. Um, It was a bit short notice. Um, You know, we got got a practice of... um, with 12 members of the team, um, wow. Wow. not not all full time, but we have flexible working and and everything else. And I'm just trying to create a difference, trying to wow. be working with clients in a positive way. You know, As again, you can't change history; you can influence the future. So, you know, it's all about how you connect with people. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, look, January 2021 to to here we are a year later, and 12 members of the team, and that's. That's pretty amazing in itself. I try not to think about it too much. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I do. I mean, I take it very, you know, I'm humbled again by the experience because, you know, uh, we've expanded the team during the course of the year. Um, A couple of members of the team have joined us and they they wanted to come and work for a progressive organisation. And it's just, uh, you know, you you put yourself a little bit under pressure by the sales pitch sometimes and then you have to deliver, um, which is great. And I don't have a problem with that um, in terms of that's what I want to create. So, so talk to me a little bit about that, because again, culture is something that I, I discuss quite a lot on on the podcast. You've obviously you started the you know the, the practice a year ago, and you've obviously got a you're saying you want to do things differently. So you're trying to create a, a culture where people want to come and work and, and believe in that you're doing a put. So talk to me a little bit about the culture. Of, of, of so it's about connecting with people and giving a younger generation. I mean, I've got experience, apparently, um, (laughs) which is great. But, you know, um, my career is coming towards, not the end, um, but I want to pass on my experience to the younger generation. I have a younger team coming through, and it's about engaging with them so they can learn from my experiences. Not necessarily all my experiences are going to be right or wrong, um, but just to engage with them and give them the support and encouragement to be themselves and to support them to be supportive of the business community. Um, and it's very important to engage with people. And you know, as I said earlier, it's a question about being you know, people curious and business curious. Yeah. Um, you can't sit behind a computer screen and 
present somebody some accounts without actually finding out about the business and what it really means. Yeah, sure. Um, we're just coming into the situation now. Obviously, January is a busy month yeah, yeah, um, sure. for us, tax return season. But sort of from about mid-February through to the end of March, I see pretty much all of my clients or have a conversation with my clients about what I call profit extraction, yeah. a bit of financial engineering, if you like. Uh, yeah. um, and then we look forward. You know, we say, what's, where's the business at? What it's doing? What's the plan for next year? What do you want to do? What do you want to achieve? And we're starting to work with clients more and more now to actually engage with them about working with the business and working on the business, not in the business. Yeah. Um, we're developing skills along that sort of line. So some young mem younger members of my team have done a virtual finance director's course as part of their sort of learning to help support businesses from a financial aspect, but it's the non-financial things that also you can bring to it through experience. Yeah, sure. Um, that's what it's all about. That's amazing, isn't it? Because, and that, that's it. Like look, some key points there, I guess, taking out from looking at from a from a business point of view, that oh, the ultimate thing, running your own businesses, you're 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 is is about working on it and not in it. It's such a difficult. I mean, I'm I'm consciously sometimes you can be sometimes very busy, sometimes a busy four. I'm probably guilty of that myself. But you rushing around, doing lots of things, and you're working in in it as opposed to on it. And that, but to have that support from from your account, I guess, uh, financial engineer. Thank you. Excuse me, I'm going to get that one. <laughs> so I love that. I'm going to use that. So yeah, financial engineer, and, and to actually engineer that exactly that progress. What is it that you want to want to get from your business? Where do you want to go? Where does it need to be? And and you only get that information by sitting down, talking to people, and understanding them as individuals and their business, and what they can do for their business, and what that can do for them, their family, and the next generation. Yeah. And, and oh, look, a key thing uh, again we, we've sort of spoke a little bit offline but building relationships is you know in any business people me and you, mm -hmm. you use this very uh, use this a lot in a conversation we had over COVID saying people still buy from people mm -hmm. don't they and building those relationships is is key across any whatever it's so important and unfortunately I think the historically accountancy profession have got lost in technology and are using technology for the sake of technology rather than still engaging with people and yeah. I want to buck that trend and have a different view of things and actually get back to working with people which is why I was business curious in the first place when I, that's why I went into the profession Wow, it's amazing how that's come full circle mm. then, then mm. That sort, in that sort of sense and so I'm, I'm keen over the last year then is it what so, so there must have been some some difficulties maybe or has it been quite like even recruiting staff and and like growing that team over you know during a pandemic, you know, we've still had a lockdown. I mean, obviously, we've not been impacted by the lockdown. We've still been no, working. No, um, people have been working from home. Clients haven't wanted us on site, so we've been doing more things virtually as best we can. Mm. Um, I've had meetings with clients in nine different countries around the world on Zoom. Wow. Or Teams. Wow. I mean, you know, and uh, as a client said to me the other day, wow, fantastic if you'd have gone to those countries, wouldn't it? And I said, well, they're only there because of the pandemic and they can't escape um, yeah, because sure, of it. Sure. So we've had to have conversations with them in these countries, but great for technology because we wouldn't have been connected otherwise. Yeah. But in spite of that, it's still a people business yeah. and you still need to be talking to people, meeting people, engaging with people and finding out about that sort of thing. Yeah. The amount of things you find out from people in an actual meeting, yeah. you'd never find out virtually. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's strange, isn't it? Because I'm similar like zoom zoom's been great for, for business i've built relationships over zoom and you know i've been fortunate enough to keep businesses going because of, of those sort of connections but it's still not the same like sitting in a room with someone and 
and being there all going and having yeah. a meeting and having a coffee. And, and I mean, there are always challenges with running any business, mm. um, especially a startup business. You're always, you know, at the start of the month, you go, well, we've got to get this work finished to um, get the money in the door to pay the wages and yeah. stuff like that. That's always a challenge. Yeah, cool. um, but we, you know, when I set up 12 months ago, uh, my thought process was we're unlikely to get any new clients in the first 12 months. I think we've got a dozen new clients, if I remember rightly, in the first 12 months. Wow. I've got leads with others to go and follow up, and people are engaging with me and the team. Um, and I never envisaged that that would be the case. Um, part of a smaller business, you know, even as a firm of financial engineers, um, <laughs> but also with my own personal journey, um, I thought might put people off. But, um, you know, I'm trying to be positive about what we're doing the dynamic changes we want to make to what we are doing with clients yeah. and how clients are receiving that. It's going to be a cultural change for some of the clients because they've never had to engage with their their financial engineer or their accountant in the way they're hopefully going to do with us going forward. Amazing. And it, it's, it's like you say, I guess it's the amazing part of the journey, not only, I guess, your personal journey, but with your business journey as well in that sense of setting and knowing that you're you're going out bucking the trend doing things a bit differently that people will you know like you say people then if they're business curious as well they want to come and find out a little bit more about that and how they've got a good relationship with their financial engineer and they can you know look at what how they've helped that business progress and that's it's that's fascinating to hear and uh, and obviously you know a year on 12 members of staff new clients coming on board and so so what are the plans for 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 Warren House is Obviously, keep on doing the same thing, keep spreading the good word out there that we're different from the traditional firms yeah. and bucking the trend. Yeah. Um, and also the most important thing is engaging with the younger members of the team to create an environment where they want to be part of what, what we are doing as a team of people. Yeah. Um, although sort of my name is over the door, um, it, it goes much beyond that. Yeah, you sure. know, I'm trying to engage with and lead the team to be business curious, be people curious yeah. and and one thing else, business needs to be fun. And just because we're a firm of financial engineers, old-fashioned accountants, it doesn't mean we can't have fun and engage with our clients and engage with them and, and look at things positively. Yeah, amazing. And, and uh, uh, what, what I, I spoke to a previous guest and we were talk, talking about um, the, the journey of running a business and ultimately just to, to enjoy that journey mm. is so difficult to, you know, set goals or, or targets or where you want to get to and whatever that looks like and, and I guess you know success is sometime I, I, I really think the narrative around success needs to change in regards to its you know financial success means you're successful. It shouldn't always be financial success. That is yeah. Um, I'm working on a concept which looks beyond financial returns yeah. and I think ultimately People, and because of the pandemic and because of the way people work differently now, yeah. um, I think there may be a different measure of success and it won't be financial success. T t talk to me about that because I know we talked briefly about this offline, so I'm, I'm keen to share that. Yeah, it's a very, um, in its infancy, um, yeah. I'm happy to share it with you. And uh, so I think there should be a concept of emotional profit. Yeah. So emotional profit won't be measured by a number because that's very sort of old fashioned yeah. and very binary. It'll be measured by colours. And there will be a colour of emotional profit, depending on various makeup of what makes up emotional profit. You know, green credentials, carbon neutralness, engagement with team, engagement with clients, engagement with 
corporate social responsibility, all of those sort of things. So things that people do already, yeah. um, but bringing them all together and calling it emotional profit. And I'd love to get the uh, opportunity of speaking to some large companies and saying, measure your emotional profit because the financial profits will follow. Yeah. And maybe people might at some stage you know, have a different view of actually what it means to be successful. I absolutely love that. I really do. I think that for me, definitely, I, I, I've sort of on my own journey, I guess I've come around to a way of that. I, I, I first got into business and running my own business, I was very driven by it. And I, because my, in my head, my own narrative of success was is financial reward is you know, become a millionaire and that's, that's, that will mean that I'm successful in that sense. And you, you, you look at things a lot differently when, you know, like I say, when I've, what Luke has taught me over the last six years and, and where I am um, in my own personal journey in regards to business and looking at it and just going, I, I, I totally buy into that in the sense that, you know, of course, you know, we need to, we need to generate an income. But society to, measures our success financially. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If society measures our success emotionally and scrapped yeah. financially, people would have a different view of it. Yeah. I get yeah, I completely agree because I, I, th I think we, I can't remember if we spoke about it this offline. I mentioned it in the in the mental health one, but I, I remember when I turned forty, I remember really getting to that really I got to quite a low point for myself personally. And I was a bit like I really struggled, but I, in my head I changed what the narrative of success was because I just was I looked around and I was very very fortunate to be surrounded by you know I've got many friends within the business community. I'm very fortunate in that sense. I've got friends who I've known for years from school who are still my best mates who would you know walk over hot coals for me and uh, I'd do the same for them and um, you know my brother lives in Australia but my best mate or, you know wife etc and, and, and lovely kids and mum and dad I'm, and I looked around and I was like I'm, I'm surrounded by love and I've you know I've experienced love in all these different forms and what and in my head I was like that that has made me a turning 40 um, if I've achieved that then that's that's success. And that can't be measured financially. No, exactly. But it that. can be measured as a colour. Colour, yeah, yeah. And, and that isn't, isn't that important. But, yeah. you know, so the way society has been constructed, if you're yeah. drilling down into it, yeah. um, you know, even back to education, you know, the, the way we measure academic success yeah, yeah. is the traditional form of academia in yeah. terms of, you know, A-levels, GCSEs, yeah. A-stars. If you change that dynamic and said actually and said to teachers we will now want to measure an emotional return which is things you do outside of the educational current curricula yeah. um, that would change the rankings of schools that 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 for me would be incredible because you're, you're but you've got to change the mindset of those people that set the policies yeah, and I don't want to get into any politics on no, 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 <laughs> a different story altogether yeah. but that's the trouble um, you have to have a rebel idea and yeah. see it through. But if you don't change the rhetoric by which things are measured and stand up and say that sort yeah. of thing, then nothing will change. I think that's fascinating. I, lo I, love, the, I love the idea from the education, because again, I spoke a few times about the education on, on, on the podcast and that, what that looks like and that people, you know, I failed my A-levels and you know, academically I, I, I don't I, I done okay, but I wasn't, you know, I, and I think the way we're tested and the way is potentially not the right way. And I think, like you say, it's changing that narrative, even from uh, from people in, uh, employing um, people saying, you know, I, I mentioned it on a, on a previous podcast saying about Stephen Bartlett uh, as does Diary of CEO. He was like, look, 
I will employ people based on attitude and what they're like as an individual. Doesn't matter if they've got a, a, no qualifications or lots of qualifications. That's not going to be taken into account. It's just based on how they are as a person. Are they a good person? Have they got the right attitude? And I think if that if that narrative comes from business leaders and owners and uh, across the board, then the education side can potentially change and lean more towards that. Only if you change the political rhetoric around education, and it's yeah. a bit of a political hot potato at the best of times. Yeah. Not without being political about it but it's yeah, um, yeah. you have somebody has to stand up and be counted yeah. at some stage and say well, it's about time we change this sort of thing and some schools are, str- are trying to make a difference yeah, yeah, um, sure. about the co-curricular activities so the activities that support the education of children through the sort of binariness of education yeah. and you know it needs to be more open-minded yeah i completely agree with well, that Fascinated is that, that subject as a whole, from whether it be from business, from education, whatever it is, but based more on emotional intelligence as opposed to academic intelligence, is it would be an amazing place to be. I think if we could, if, if society as a whole moved more towards that. And I think you gain more emotional intelligence as you get older. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, sure. Because emotional intelligence isn't taught as a subject, yeah, 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 and yeah. that's some of the problem. Yeah. I went to a school which was where you had the emotional intelligence taken out of you because yeah. that's the way they controlled and ran the school. Wow. Um, that's just the way it was in those yeah. days. Yeah, and, yeah, sure. and, and in some schools it probably still is today. Yeah. But a better emotional connection with people um, would make them generally kinder, more human t- people yeah. and do better and do better things for society. And almost like we, whether we... Like, teaching soft skills in school and how that looks like what does that what does where, where do you start where does that what does that look like going into school and changing that and well, you don't do a GCSE in it yeah, yeah. if you did a GCSE in it yeah but that's where I get back to my emotional color if you get emotional colors yeah. from doing things that are not academic in terms of you know Latin or Greek yeah. or English yeah. or maths then schools would start to measure that and parents who put a lot of pressure on their children to get the best education yeah. in the binariness of the educational world, they'd look at it differently and say, actually, we want our child to go to an emotionally intelligent school. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. I love it. I love it. That's brilliant. Wow. Um, watch this space. Watch, I was going to say, <laughs> watch this space. Watch this space. Um, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> look, uh, one, another thing I'm actually keen to explore now, um, is uh, again something I always talk about is, is the work-life balance situation, ha- like running your own business and doing. W- you, you obviously, you know, looking after staff and 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 like you say, creating this culture where people want to be and want to work. But how, how do you? Well, firstly, they're not staff; they're team members. Okay. Staff is a very anachronistic term in my view, this yeah. day and age, and I think it's very important to treat everybody equally. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very important to engage with members of the team that, and you trust them all. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of, I think, employers don't seem to trust their staff. If they don't trust the staff, they yeah. shouldn't be working for the team. Um, and now I've forgotten the rest of the question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad. Work, work, but for, for you, oh, sorry, like, work, what do you, yeah, so you obviously, and, and look, it's answered it in a way, I guess, but I'm well, keen to explore yeah. more like the, the work life because you trust your team so much you've got people yeah. that you're able to um, I mean I'm lucky I suppose that I enjoy what I do yeah. I enjoy the financial engineering I enjoy being business and people curious yeah. um, 
but also I have a, a lot of hobbies, <laughs> um, which occasionally allows me some time off for yeah. good or bad behaviour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I mean, I play golf, I play a bit of cricket, I play a bit of hockey, um, and last year, for the first time, I took part in the Brighton Speed Trials because I got my motorsport race licence. Wow, wow, okay. And that was something that I've always wanted to do, um, and it's one of those things I've always said, as you get older, don't leave any regrets on the table, so I've done it. Um, my father first took part in the Brighton Speed Trials in 1936 and won a trophy, um, and I just wanted to sort of complete the circle. And I've always been interested in cars because our family business was in the motor trade, and I've completed that circle, and it's just a wow. fabulous feeling. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Like, and like you say, these sort of these things you've you've gone out and done, starting your own business and, um, you know, doing the motorsport and stuff like that, but like, all of this in the last 18 months to two years from your sort of transition to that, what a, just what an amazing last couple of years uh, it's been fabulous <laughs> and, and you can tell like you, you when you talk about it and like your enthusiasm around you know around the business uh, um uh, around uh, uh, happy to share your journey as you are and and talk about it in that sort of positive way and 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 the positive experiences that you've had as well which is, is yeah i've had it's just been tremendous i mean i never set out with any preconceived ideas as to how the journey was going to look yeah, sure. but i've been as i say humbled by people's acceptance and inclusion yeah. um, from all walks of life, to be fair. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Um, we're sort of coming... There's a couple of bits we're going to finish off with towards, towards the end, and um, uh, I want to just finally, I guess, before we go into those bits, just tell me what the, what the future holds for you and, and, and for, for Warren House. Well, I hope we continue our success. Um, that's the plan. Um, I'd like to find and expand the business with like-minded people that want to come and work for us. Yeah. Um, as things stand at the moment, we've got the right team in place doing the right things for our clients yeah. and that they want to involve with the business. Um, as hopefully we get more successful and get more clients on board, yeah. we might need a new, few more members of the team. Yeah. And I'm hoping that, that we'll find more members of the team that want to come and be part of that journey um, in, a, in a positive way and come and with an open mind yeah. and not with the binariness of maybe the accountancy profession, but with the open-mindedness of being a financial engineer. That is the narrative that needs to change, isn't it? That yeah, absolutely. To, I guess that's, uh, is that, is that a, initially, I guess, is that a challenge to the communication that you've got to get out to, to people to, to, like you say, it's, it's almost changing as an archaic way of thinking an archaic way of looking at things in regards to how I guess stereotypes of what an accountancy yeah. firm does or what it looks like and I mean some people have said it's a, a risky phrase to use but if you want to make a difference you have to make a difference yeah, yeah, and yeah. have to stand up and be counted yeah. I suppose I'm standing up and being counted in so many different ways and yeah. the proof of the pudding will ultimately be in the success that we create yeah. um, I suppose the holy grail for me is that we create a successful and expand the business in a positive and emotional way yeah. And somebody knocks on the door and says, love what you do, I've got a bigger business, and how do you do what you do? Come and tell us what you do. How can you make our business better? Amazing. Amazing. I love it. Well, look, I certainly, it, I certainly wish you every success with it, and I'm sure it will go from strength to strength. I, I've no doubt about it. Um, we're, coming, I've, uh, uh, we're coming towards the end, so I've got a, um, uh, a question I'm going to ask, and then also... I, I, 
I, I stole something a little bit from one, another podcast that I listened to. So I've got my previous guest has wrote a question as well for you. Okay. Um, that, that, I, that I'll ask you, and I'll get you to do the same for for my for my next guest. But before we do that, I just want to, if you can just tell me what can you, one piece of advice that you'd give to your younger self before sort of starting out in. Always be positive, always be yourself, and be kind and be bold. Brilliant. Brilliant. Great, great words. Well, look, I've got my, I've got my previous question here from my, my, my last guest. So, what, what is your approach to charity, and how do you handle requests to provide free services to charities? I mean, that's always tough. I mean, there's a, the charity sector. I could tell you all sorts of stories about the charity sector. Mm-hmm. Um, we support the Dame Vera Lynn Children's Charity for cerebral palsy. Um, they're based on the same uh, office space as us. Mm-hmm. Um, fabulous charity, and I think it's important for all organisations to support charitable needs. I mean, the charity sector itself, if you just think the amount of charity work that goes on in the country, and if that didn't happen, the country comes to a standstill. It, yeah. I think it's just totally underestimated the value that it creates yeah. and the goodwill it creates and the kindness it creates as well around the country. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to do more. Um, we're engaging with charities. I mean, doing free work, I think that sort of maybe slightly undervalues the work you do. Yeah, sure. Um, possibly, and it depends what it is. Yeah. Um, but I think that comes back to my sort of engagement with emotional profit, I yeah. think. You can do some things that may be a reduced value, um, but I think charities need to understand that obviously business supports charities, and there needs to be a contribution from the charity back. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a trustee of a charity; uh, it's an unpaid position, yeah. and I do get asked to be, um, you know, an unpaid trustee, treasurer type sort of thing. Of course. And y- you can't do everything for nothing. No, no, um, absolutely. In part, but. Uh, the more experience you get, the more you get asked to do things. And yeah. I love putting things back into the business community and into the charity community too yeah. and be supportive as best we can be as an organisation yeah. and as an individual as well. Yeah. Amazing. Paige, thank you so much. Um, I, listen, I knew that it would be... We spoke offline. I'm really grateful for you to, to have come on. It's been, it's been absolutely amazing to get to know you over the last few months um and like i say i know we sort of spoke offline we mentioned a little bit on here but for, i guess from a personal point of view just um i want to thank you really for for sharing your journey with obviously with our listeners but with me personally as well and i, I think my you know me with my with the twins and and the, the amount i've learned over the last six years from that and my own um thought process uh, 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 around you know, gender and how we look at stuff is is has been amazing. My six-year-old son has taught me more about the world than I'd learned in the in the, in, the, in the previous forty years. So, um, and what I can say, I guess, to you is a thank you for just being an inspiration for someone like her as she she's grown up now, um, and 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 putting it out there. And and thank you for being you and being. Well, thank you for inviting me to come and have a chat with you. It's been fabulous fun. Really enjoyed it. And um, good luck with everything and everybody else's journey. Amazing. And watch this space for uh, emotional profit, shall we say. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Sam. And that is a wrap, as they say.